<laughs> oh my gosh, that was the wrong time to start recording. Um, <laughs> hello everyone and welcome back to Rain on Your Parade. I'm still talking about now and then the movie. Hopefully we will get through the end and I had to reuse that song because that is exactly what they are playing. This is the exact time that they're playing it because continuing on from what I was talking about the last time. Um, <clears throat> after Pete saves Sam's life, um, it's the next day and they're painting Roberta's d garage for her dad. And they're dancing to the Archies. Um, they're painting, you know, and they're dancing around. Chrissy's sitting there not doing anything. Um, so Scott walks by and the rest of the warmers and Scott stops and he's like, ladies, and it's so dorky. He like bows. He bows to them and says, ladies, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, if you had a crush on Devin Solo back then, you were like, oh, that's so cute. But like, I'm like, that is so dorky, but not in a bad way. You know, it's just really dorky. And Roberta is charmed. You know, she's kind of grinning, you know, she's not, she's not hating it. And, um. Sam kind of looks at her and is like, what? You know? And uh, they're like, what's his problem? And she's like, maybe he's not so bad. And Sam just looks at her like, okay. And then in voiceover, she's like, that is when Roberta stopped taping her boobs. So I guess, you know, he brought something out of her. Um, <laughs> anyway, after they paint the garage, they go over to Sam's grandmother's house. And she gives them lemonade and cookies. And they look horrible and like when the girls take a sip of this lemonade they're like disgusted it's like probably way too sour and um but for some reason they made it look good like even though I know it's obviously like horrible they make it look good and like they can't even drink the lemonade and they don't really want the cookies but now every time I have like cookies and lemonade together I'm like this is that scene from that movie. This is the scene. <laughs> I always think of this scene every time I have cookies with lemonade. It's like... And they have to be a certain kind of cookies. They can't be, like, chewy or soft or anything. They have to be, like, crunchy, like, pecan sandies with lemonade. Like, come on. You know that's good. Anyway. <laughs> it's And it's, like, a very light snack, you know. But, um, I don't know. Even though I know it's awful, like, it's, they just make it look good. And her grandmother, like, takes one bite out of one cookie, sets sit down, and then goes and gets the vacuum cleaner. And it's like one of those vacuum cleaners that's not electric. It just, like, rolls. I totally remember those. And she's so, like, anal about being clean. Um, she's being silly. She doesn't want to tell them, dear Johnny, or what happened there. Um, she loves bingo. And, like... She <laughs> freaks out and is like, I gotta go. I gotta go to bingo. And um, She grabs something and puts it on her head. And I cannot tell if it's a wig or a hat. If somebody could let me know. It looks like partially a wig. But it's like you ha there's no need for it. And it only covers like a small portion of her head. And it's like, is that a hat or a wig? But it looks like hair. So I'm like, I don't know. Um, So after she leaves, they climb into Because she says like her... Sam's grandfather was, like, obsessed with Dear Johnny and all that, like, whatever happened with him. Her uh, husband, I guess, was obsessed with it, and he died, you know, but he had all kinds of stuff in the attic. That's what she's like. 
you know, he piled up a bunch of stuff in the attic. So they gathered that information before she leaves. But after she's gone, they break into the attic and they're like climbing on tables and chairs outside. It's, it looks very, very dangerous, but like, it's so, such a pretty little liar moment. Like, it's so reminiscent of that. Um, so they go climb into the attic and they're finding all this old teeny puts on, like, she puts it over her arms and a hat and they're all being silly and sweet and, like, um, just, you know, playing records and being like, my grandmother listened to this. Oh, they're so romantic. Oh, here's a picture of your mom. And she's kind of like, uh-oh. And, like, they just have moments, you know. There's a lot of, like, emotional moments here. Um, someone finds the uh, newspaper article where it tells what happened. And, um, obviously, um, you know, Dear Johnny and his mother were murdered by a passerby, like, somebody in town for, like, a little bit. And, uh, Peter Sims, Johnny's dad, had found them at the house murdered. He had been gone, and he came back, and they were dead. And I'm like, if you wanted to theorize, like, there could be a lot of different scenarios where you could be like, he lied, and, you know, but, I mean, I don't, I know that's not what happened. I mean, this is very much just exactly what happened is what they say happened, but, um for fun if you want to theorize about stuff but um anyway i mean and when they say peter sims was johnny's dad it's like it's obvious who that is i don't know how they could not <laughs> just realize that instantly but um <clears throat> they're all kind of sad like because they found out he was murdered brutally and uh our grandfather is a paper about how, you know, what we thought was a safe town isn't. And um, that's when Chrissy's like, Shelby is a safe town. If it's this bad here, imagine what it's like out there. And I'm like, this is why you never left. And it is not character development. This is not character development, Chrissy. Like, her thinking that, like, the outside world is, is worse than... <laughs> What it is, is she doesn't even get it. Like, that's exactly what Sam's grandfather was saying. Like, she's like, this is a safe town. If it's this bad here, what's it like out there? It must be so much worse. And it's like, that is, you are entirely missing the point. The whole point was, you thought it was safe in this town because that was an illusion you had. Like, out there, this mystical out there is not more dangerous than in here. You know, like in, you're not, you're not in a bubble, Chrissy, like the whole point and what the lesson you should have learned is that like you thought you were safe in here in this town, but like bad things can happen anywhere. So don't be afraid to go outside. You know, she totally missed the point and it's not character development, but anyway, <clears throat> um, uh, Roberta stands up and she's like, you know, kind of having a meltdown. She's starting to hyperventilate. And uh, she turns off the record player. And uh, they're like, Chrissy, or Roberta, it's okay. And she's, no, it's not okay. But, like, I can't even do it the way she does. Like, the way she says, she, oh, her acting is incredible. She, like, grabs something and throws it at the mirror and breaks it. She's like, no, it's not okay. And, like, she, 
it's so emotional and she sits down and starts bawling and they all kind of like move over to where she's at and she has this emotional breakdown where she's like he lied you know he lied to me she's like why did they have to die why did she have to die she's talking about her mother obviously and she's like my dad said that like she died instantly and a beautiful angel came and took her away it's super emotional you guys it's like super emotional and uh she says all these things you know and she's like my dad lied to me because she suffered you know she had a lot of pain and stuff and she's like why did he lie to me why did you know why is everybody covering all this up you know like the murder of dear johnny and his mom just you know reminds her of her own mother and um <sighs> Chrissy's being a little nice and then Sam is a little insensitive being like I know how you feel like my dad left and it's like <laughs> okay Sam that's not the same <laughs> it's not even close to the same but at the same time like Sam's dad leaving just happened and Roberta's sad you know Roberta's mom died a long long time ago but Roberta's not really offended by it she's just like I'm sorry you know because you know she's a nice person <laughs> But I mean, Sam doesn't mean it to be insensitive. It just, I'm like, you know, it's a little different. It's a lot different. But I mean, you know, they're all talking about the things that suck for them. And teenagers just like, screw them. Because <laughs> they're all talking about how adults lie to them and leave them and bad things happen and blah 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 and teeny's just like screw them <laughs> i'm like okay teeny you're you're great um and then they make a pact obviously that, that if any of them's going through anything then um they'll be there for each other and this scene is all of them just like finally letting go of their innocence you know um being like this it's not a safe place that we thought it was. Life is not a bubble. You know, they're all coming to grips with, you know, harsh truths of reality. And it's a necessary step for anybody. You know, it's definitely a necessary step for all people. I mean, a lot of people don't take that stuff. Like Chrissy, <laughs> she's like, this is a safe town. If it's, you know, something that bad could happen here, imagine what, how bad it is out there. And it's like, you're missing the point, Chrissy. The point was supposed to be, like, you're not supposed to do this. But anyway, they have the pact, and then they go back to the cemetery, and, um, <clears throat> it's very much like pre-liars, and it's fake scary. I don't, I don't remember if I used to be scared during these scenes, but I think I was. I can't really remember. <laughs> but it's kind of creepy, but it's not, you know. Um... And they, you know, go back to, like, kind of bury Dear Johnny once and for all. Like, kind of say goodbye and say they know what happened. And then, like, they see his tombstone flying through the air with a glowing light around it. And then it's just, like, a guy moving headstones. And he's like, I'm the one that broke it. Because, like, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> they're like, oh, so what happened, you know? <laughs> so they figure, figure out everything that happened and they're like, so it was all just a thing. Like, Giorgione wasn't really trying to talk to us. And it's like, well, obviously you needed this. Um, 
Dear Johnny was actually just a metaphor for all of their problems individually <laughs> and collectively because, um, you know, trying to find out what happened to Dear Johnny, like, was really just their way of, like, finding themselves and, and coping with their own traumas, you know, um, individually, which we focused a lot on, like, Sam's issues got resolved, sort of. I mean, there's nothing she could do about it. Her dad left, but, like, she worked through her emotions about that a lot. Um, and I wouldn't say she fully got over it, because who does ever fully get over things? But, like, it's just, it's just them coming to terms with their own harsh realities, you know, and, and Roberta realizing, like, oh, you know, I need to... Uh, realized that like just Roberta finding out about her mom and you know different things like that and uh I wish they would have focused a lot more on Teeny too like where her parents totally ignore her all the time but she's just like screw it I don't care whatever <laughs> like she's just like whatever I'm gonna be a star one day so it doesn't matter like she's just kind of like screw it but I mean it is nice to see that kind of that like things don't get wrapped up in a neat bow and everybody's not like super perfect and everything works out in the end because it doesn't. I mean, the, their problems don't go away. Sam's dad doesn't come back and Roberta can't bring her mom back. It's, you know, so, and that's reality, you know, this is realistic. But anyway, <clears throat> the whole Dear Johnny thing was a metaphor for them, you know, actually. You know, and Chrissy, I don't think she learned anything. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're leaving the cemetery and Sam's like, I gotta go back. I found, you know, she, she got some flowers and she wanted to lay them there. She just felt bad, you know, for the whole thing. She didn't mean to be disrespectful in the first place. It was just, you know. Um, anyway, she goes in. And sees that Peter, uh, or Pete, you know, what they refer to as Crazy Pete is standing there. And she finds out that Pete is Johnny's dad, Peter Sims, you know. And it's like, that's not shocking at all. But, like, it's not shocking to the audience, but it is shocking to the girls. You know, it's shocking to Sam, and that's really what matters. Um, I could go on and on about that with, like, Pretty Little Liars and stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh. It's shocking to them, so that's what matters. And um, <clears throat> and they talk, and he says, you know, something like bad stuff will happen to you, but you can't let it lock the world away. You know, you can't make it let you, you can't let it make you lock out the world. And he says some good stuff there to her, and she's kind of like, she, she, that's what she has continues to do like she doesn't she takes it in but she doesn't really get it yet like later on she'll get it as an adult <clears throat> um when they are uh oh yeah i forgot about this part when they find out all the stuff you know it's like oh uh Johnny doesn't really knock over his own tombstone or whatever. Teeny keeps trying to come up with like excuses. She's like, well, what about the cards and stuff? And it's like, you can really tell that it's not that Teeny herself cares that much. 
she was just kind of like trying to keep up the hope that they were onto something for Sam's benefit. Like, I think that I've just noticed that. And it's just like super sweet of her to be like, she doesn't actually care. <laughs> you know, it's just that she wants it to be true for Sam's sake, you know. And I just thought that was nice. Um, and then that's all wrapped up after, you know, like I said, Sam goes back and sees Pete with the flowers. And then, um, then they have the tree house and Samantha is on the roof writing in a notebook and I'm so jealous. Like, I'm so freaking jealous. Like, that's exactly, <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> um, her voiceover says they all wanted to be normal and like each other, but they kind of grew apart. And became more individual, you know, of, of themselves. And, um, then we flash forward again back to, you know, present day. And, like, I hate every birth scene. And I hate when they put birth scenes in movies and TV. All of them. I hate all of them. Just leave them out. There is no need. We know this. You know, I just, it's so annoying. I hate them. I hate them so bad. They're so, like, contrived, like, I mean, I'm not trying to diss this movie for this, but, like, talking about birth scenes in general, it's just like, oh, we need an exciting part. We need something that, with tension, it's like, oh, let's show someone giving birth. Oh, you know, it's like, uh, enough already. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I, oh, I hate them all, but at least in this one, everybody is cracking me up. Like, everybody, this was, you know one of the best because everybody's being hilarious um even Chrissy which is like I don't even like her but like it's still um <clears throat> Samantha though she's cracking me up she's all over the place she don't know what the heck to do and then Chrissy's even a little funny and she's like they get you know they take uh Teeny's limo to the hospital where she, you know because Chrissy's in labor and uh, she's like, there's a VCR in here. Roberta, there's a VCR <laughs> and a TV. And then, like, they're, they're cussing, you know, Teeny and Sam. And she's like, stop swearing in front of my baby. And then she's like, shit. Like, that's, like, I think the only cuss word that Chrissy says during this whole movie. The whole birth scene from start to finish in this has me cracking up. Because, <laughs> like, after, because Roberta is the doctor, you know, so she delivers Chrissy's baby. And, um... <clears throat> Samantha after the baby's born and she's like whispers to Roberta she's like is it supposed to look like that <laughs> and it's so hilarious and then of course you know Morton comes in Chrissy apparently married that dorky guy from like childhood who cares you know what I mean like I don't even care about that um so they go back to the treehouse and they're sitting there passing around the baby and um they play truth or dare and uh, Teeny asks Roberta, how big are your boobs now? And she's like, how big are your boobs? And she's like, yeah, bottom. What? I don't even care. Um, Sam says she's not happy, but it's normal for things to be shitty. And she's like quoting Teeny. Um, Chrissy like gives her some advice. She's like, it's like Chrissy's advice is to wear pastel because men like it. Screw you, Chrissy. Screw you so hard. I don't like you. Anyway. Um, 
Teeny says she sent Pete a card every and money every year at Christmas. And I'm like, oh my gosh. She didn't even know. Like, she didn't know this whole time that Pete was Dear Johnny's dad. But, like, because he saved Sam and stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, people. Chrissy, or freaking Teeny is an underrated, like, sweetheart. Like, honestly. Um, but she sent Pete a card and money every year at Christmas. And then Sam reveals that he's Johnny's dad. And, like, they're all really shocked. And I'm like... It said that his, you know, Johnny's dad was named Peter Sims. And it's just like, y'all never figured that out. Like, a sad man. Like, in your whole entire adult life. Like, I can understand, like, not realizing that as kids. But, like, you... I, but, um... Teeny says that he died last year. So, that's really sad. Um... And they promise, you know, they're all crying and they're like, you know, talking about stuff. And then, um, Samantha looks really good. I wish that Demi had wore her hair down like this whole time because it looks amazing. Um, anyway, they make a new pact to hang out more. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like Sam, you know, says like, the thing that Pete told her when at the cemetery, like about not shutting people out, she just realized what he meant, like just now. And she had all, you know, all these years, even to adulthood, had been doing that still. And um, she's like, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> and then I wrote in my notes that, you know, they go play Red Rover. They hear kids outside playing Red Rover. So they go out there and play it. And Sam's outfit is so cool. I love it. She looks so hot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then I wrote, that can't be my last note. Wow. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> the last note I had on the movie is that Sam looked hot in her outfit. Um, but yeah, I did get through it. And only in 20, you know, it's not even that long. I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I can't put an ad in it because it's not long enough and I didn't split it up, you know, but I'll just leave this um, episode ad-free, uh, it's not a big deal, but, um, yeah, that was Now and Then, and I highly recommend it, and, you know, I pretty much went through the entire movie, and you can't be surprised by anything when you watch it, because I don't think I left anything out, <laughs> but, yeah, there it is, and, uh, if you want to contact me, like I said, I have socials, you can find me, I'm sure, um, and I would love suggestions on um, what you want to hear me talk about. Like, I've been watching Cruel Summer and Handmaid's Tale. Mostly I watch feminist stuff. I watch Camp Cretaceous. And there is stuff on there. I mean, there's stuff to talk about for that, too. But, um, yeah, I've watched a lot of things. Um. Like I said, I could talk for hours about Lost and Mr. Robot and Jessica Jones and Pre-Will Liars and all this other stuff. But, um, I'd have to be prepared. But, um, the only thing it's hard for me to focus on one subject, that's why I took notes for this, to keep myself focused. <laughs> and it really helps. I, I really like that. I like that method of doing things because... I get distracted and go off on tangents about stuff. And, um, yeah, that's, um, I made a video of Jordan and Angela from <laughs> So-Called Life. It's on my YouTube now. 
I had to, man. I had to. Um, because people are like, he sucks. And I'm like, uh, a little. But, like, I mean, there was one episode where I really didn't like him. But, like, other than that, like, all the other episodes, I was like, he's not that bad, y'all. He's not that bad. He, you know, I just, I feel like the backstory of him, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> we could get into that some other time. Or I might have already, I can't remember. But, uh, anyway, that's all. Um, this was Now and Then. Starring a bunch of cool people. I don't even know if Christina Ricci got an award for this. But she should have. Because she was amazing. Um, her especially. Um, Marlene King. It was written by Marlene King. And directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. Who's like a big name in TV. And directing and all kinds of stuff. Especially Twin Peaks. You know. The parent of all good TV. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, that's it. So um, have a good day.